0: Welcome back to Blush You, the podcast where you tell us your juiciest stories and we get to dish on them. I'm Kelly, your co host, and I'm here with my hummingbird, Miss Elise.
1: Hello, friends. How is everyone? I wish they could talk back to us. You know, I like ask these, I'm like, how is everyone? And it's like, <sighs> cricket. I
0: know, me too. But then sometimes when I say something and I'm like, wow, you just said that. I like visualize people throwing to make me, so then I'm kind of glad I can't hear them. <laughs> you never know. You never know how people are gonna react when it's not real time and that's something that we're not used to. Remember Elise and I's work focuses on a real-time conversation. Yeah. So if I ever a step or say something that's like not what someone's experiencing, like I always give them permission. I normally say like, does, does that make sense? Or did I get that right? Is that what, you know, is is that in alignment? And sometimes they'll be like, no. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. All right. Let me try again. <laughs> but, but we don't, we don't get that option on this podcast. So we just go straight and be like, this is what it is. And then you just have to deal with it if it's not. <laughs> so yeah, man, that's my cynical side, being like, nope, I'm okay that I can't hear everyone. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So funny. I'm just I kidding.
1: That. I love all of you. you. Um, how's your week? Um, what's Oh, yeah, it's been good. We're good. I got a tattoo, which was exciting for me. It was like a big ordeal trying to like actually take the plunge because like putting ink on your body forever is like a big decision. And I have tattoos but I want, I like make sure that I like them and that I'm going to like them forever. So I got a new tattoo. I got five little butterflies and I love it. Yay. Are you going to tell us the significance? Yeah. So, um, I obviously, if you've been tuning in, you know that i had two miscarriages this year which is literally the hardest thing i've ever processed through in my whole entire life so i got two butterflies i'm like showing the camera like they can see (laughs) okay i'll just describe it well to everybody so i have my grandpa's um signature on my wrist like on the side of my wrist that i got in college he was like he thought i was like the coolest thing He was like my biggest cheerleader so when he passed i got his signature on like the side of my wrist. And then I got two butterflies for the two babies that we lost that are like flying to my grandpa's name. And then mm. I just like didn't like the look of just two butterflies. <laughs> so I got three more. And it's funny because like everybody's like, oh my God, did you have five? Did you have five? Like Car Carl was like, What's the other three? Like my mom was like, Wait, what? And so I'm telling people, I came up with the meeting of the other three, but the other three are like, are hopeful. We want three kids. So Mm -hmm. we have three live kids. Hopefully I'm manifesting that shit by tattooing it on my heart. Hell yeah. Hell yeah.
0: I love it. No, Andrew saw, I think he follows you on Instagram. Sorry about that. My husband is a huge creep. So anyone he like meets or hears of, he'll like friend them on follow him on Instagram. He, he's like, he follows all the bachelorette contest, uh, contestants every single year. It's like, it's like his thing. He's I love so, it. like such a weirdo. And so he, we're sitting on the couch and he's like, oh my gosh, Elise is tatted up. And I was like, that's a random comment, but yeah, she does have tattoos. And he's like, no look. And I was like, Andrew, do you follow Elise? <laughs> and he's like, of course I do. And I'm like, okay. And then he was like, wait, she had, wait, wait, and was like, how many, oh my God. And like was talking about the losses. And I was like, then I freaked out and I, I think I did text you and I, I think I was gentle about it though. I was like, so I saw your tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Can yeah. I talk to you about
0: anything? But I love it. I love that you are bold to put your future hopes and dreams inked on your body. I mean, talk about commitment. I <laughs> know. I love it. I'm too scared to do. Oh, I can. I'm too scared. I am so. I'm just such a flaky person. The idea of like getting a tattoo that I'm gonna love forever. Oh my god.
1: Well, I like I, it. I. I mean, we've talked about this before too in my interview. But I definitely have like at least two tattoos that if I could go back, like I would have not gotten them. Um. Mm-hmm. So there, you always run that risk, but you know there's tattoo removal. Carl had like I mean Carl's covered in tattoos and he has just pictures of old tattoos that literally we talk about like if I saw those like would we have dated? Probably not, but it was just was so funny and he like got a bunch of them removed and you can't even tell. So there's wow. always, there's always that fallback, but then you have to pay. I mean, it's like pain to get it and then like pain to remove it and it costs a lot of money, so it's just like yeah, tattoos sure. are not cheap. Andrew's got one
0: on his thigh for his mother, which him and his mom had a really complicated relationship. So I'm like, so fascinated by this tattoo because I'm like, damn, you just like put the trauma on your thigh yeah. <laughs> like, so that you see it every day. Like, damn. But I, I think it's part of the healing process. You yeah. know, like a lot of people get trauma related tattoos where you look at them and they're they bring painful but also like important memories back
1: and like signifies strength that was i mean that i like have to be very conscious and aware and intentional about like things that i do to my body because my body is very sensitive because i'm an immune compromised person Mm -hmm. and so i was talking with my doctor she's a naturopath and i was like battling between like, I really want this tattoo because I feel like it will be that last step of like healing and grieving for me. But I also don't want to stress myself out because I know that I'm putting like ink and heavy metals and toxins into my body. And she was basically like, it's all a balance, right? Like if you feel like that's, like grief is not as good for your body just as heavy metals are. So if you want to do that and you feel like it's going to be good for you, then do it. And then let's just like support your body on- the end of it, you know?
0: So I yeah, I really, really, really relate to that. That in you I and I'm so grateful that mental health has taken just this front seat for so many things, not the expense of physical health, but just also acknowledging it. That you know, forcing yourself to eat only these food groups and a certain amount of calories and work out every single day, like shocker might not be great on your mental health. So I don't know, maybe those extra 10, 15 pounds actually aren't the worst thing in the world. Right. If you actually like, I don't know, have some space up top to like process your day and not be like focused on your eating. I and mean, That's just one example, but I really, Oh man, what a great doctor to be able to acknowledge that emotional, trauma is just as important as like physical trauma. Oh
1: my gosh, she's the best. I I went to a lot of like regular doctors in my health journey and it was traumatizing for me. She's a naturopathic doctor. She like looks at everything from the whole picture. I've actually like sent some of my clients to her because she's just like so great. Like every single step of my process, even if I'm like, you know, I want to focus on fertility stuff now. Like any step of my life, I, I work on it with her and she's expensive, but she is worth it. You know,
0: worth it. Worth it. Yeah. I, yeah, that's great. I mean, the other thing about I've, anytime I come across someone who only has one tattoo, that's never the plan. It's yeah. always, I want more. Like Andrew already has two up on deck that he wants to get. And they they always are around people. So he's got, he's had so much death in his, in his life. It's crazy. And so he's, he's got two other people that he wants to memorialize. But I, I I'm like, damn, if anything were to happen to me, I would, I would be on his chest in a second. Like, this is kind of weird to think about, you know, it's so interesting to me though, that once the choice is made people hardly ever just have one.
1: Yeah, you know? it's true. It is true. I feel so like see you get one, you're like, it's kind of like art, right? I mean, obviously mm-hmm. it is art, but it's like, it's cool because I always, for a lot, and we're like, I'm like rambling. This isn't even our sparkles, but like for a long time, I really wanted to like fit in with everybody and like be the same. And I just wanted to like blend in. And then finally, mm-hmm. when I like, you know, realize that it's cool to be different and like, you know, do what you want to do and like be different and have art and like create a masterpiece on your body. Like, I don't know. I just was like, I'm in.
0: Yeah, man. I'm the opposite. I always wanted to stand out, which is why I never let myself get a yeah. tattoo because I'm like, yeah. you're doing this just to stand out. You're not doing this because you actually want, yeah. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. Maybe one day I'm obviously not against them. Like not even close. I'm just, I don't know. I've never pulled the trigger. Um. And I'm, again, very flaky, so <laughs> it's
1: a bit risky.
0: Um, all right, let's go into sparkle time. Elise, tell me, tell me your sparkle.
1: Okay, my sparkle is about negativity. So I feel like I'm like a very, like, I'm like, I pick up the energy that is in the room, right? Like if there's someone in there who's just like in a really negative space and just like, attack. I mean, I'm talking about like haters here, like people who are just like take digs at you. Not like I can absolutely hold the space if my clients or friends are going through a hard time, but like someone who targets their negativity at me, I have a really hard time with that. Well, doesn't
0: everyone? Yeah. Uh, Who the fuck are you hanging out with? Okay, sorry. (laughs) We'll... later. I am like, my mind is blown right now. I'm like, wait, does this happen? Who on earth is coming for you? But anyway, keep going.
1: I'll text you after this so we can, because you're my life coach. So you (laughs) could, but I, yeah, it's, I mean, it's just a lot. I obviously you're validating my experience because you're saying that everybody feels that way, but I just have a really hard time when someone's just like blatantly fucking rude to me and mean to me and no one is saying anything about it, you know? And I'm just sitting there. Also say something, you loop my ass in. See, C- CC Callie at joinblush.com, Okay. It's one of those things, like by someone saying something, it would disrupt a system. Uh huh. So, are you using my favorite boundary? What's your favorite boundary? Oh, if you come. Ouch. It. Oh Ew. no, I haven't. I haven't, cause you. There's so much. That's built up that I kind of get like stumbled. Oh, into. I know who this
0: is. I know who this is. We will talk about this. We will talk about this. I get it. You can't out this person. Okay, yeah. fine. Yeah. So let's get to yeah. your sparkle because I keep interrupting. Sorry. So,
1: my sparkle is that we have to remember that people love other people at their level of self love. So, I have to just remember that the love that I'm receiving from this person or other people who just like spew. Mean things to me, Mm -hmm. passive aggressive, like digs to the heart. Um, that it's really not about me at all. It really, and it's hard to remember that in the moment. I preach that all the time to like my clients. You say that all the time. Like, it's not actually about me, it hurts in the moment. But I just have to remember, like, this person is not capable of like loving me because they don't love themselves, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it's like people love at their level of self love, and I just really resonated with that. Yeah. Hurt people hurt people. I know it's sad, but like, there's nothing you can do. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I, again, this kind of goes back to last week too, but like, I sometimes have had a tendency to just like sit in that puddle of like sadness or like, "Mm, like, no, I don't like that. You know? And like, now I have a choice to like, say like, that's actually not about me. Like I have so much to be excited about and you know, blessed with and I have Carl's my partner of crime. He like stands, you know, beside me for everything. So it's cool to just be like, okay, I can just like brush that off now and like keep moving on with my life because it doesn't impact me like it used to. So I don't even know if that was a sparkle, but I just feel like sure. some, especially around the holidays, like I'm sure people, and after a hard ass year, like, I feel like people can probably resonate with just like navigating negativity and just like, it's not about you. It's not about you.
0: Yeah. And also like having different ways to cope with it. I'm listening to you and I'm like, oh my God. I I mean, I have like literally lit a match that created a divide with my family that will never be put back together again. I'm dead serious. I like took a stand in my family and completely broke it. And I have no regrets. I'm proud of it. I point to it and be like, and I'll fucking do it again. Try me. <laughs> like, I mean, I've just learned that I fight fire with fire and that's not, that's not necessarily the right way. Like, I think a lot of people would have looked at that family decision and said, Jesus, do you think you could have just played nice? And like me, I don't know, maybe just tolerated something for once a year. And I was like, no.
1: <laughs> I love you, Callie. Nope
0: no, no, no. And yeah, I mean, it's, my family cannot be put back together again. Not, not my nuclear family. Like, um, but this is extended and I, I like wear it as a a badge of honor, but I also understand that the way that I'm built and the way that I'm wired, I think, I think I, what's it called? I have a, an, an aggressive anger center (laughs) and it doesn't, it doesn't mean that like, I'm an angry person. It just means whenever conflict comes, like, my anger is activated. I don't know. I read about it. I think it's like an Enneagram thing. Who knows? And Andrew has that same center. So the two of us like arm up for battle, right? And are like, we ride at dawn, you know, <laughs> with our swords in the air. <laughs> We're gonna like, fuck anyone up who crosses us or our friends. Um, but you know, I've, it's, it's, it's so interesting to me that pretty much none of my friends are like that. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else is more like, I'm, you know, what you're doing, which is I'm going to learn how to not have it bother me so that I can take care of myself and not, and then, you know, everyone else can kind of process this how they want, but that way we can continue the cohesion and continue the community and continue this. Whereas literally lit the match and was like, burn it to the ground.
1: (laughs) my gosh. I love you so much, Callie. I literally like, am, I'm like every day. I like think to myself like WWKD, what would Callie do? I'm like, I need God. to channel Callie.
0: I mean, no, it caused a lot of pain. Like it caused people that I love pain. What I did, uh, I'll talk about it sometime, but I have no regrets. And the funny thing is like, I think it ended up being better than it, than it was. We've got a smaller family, but thank God we don't have to deal with that pervy shit anymore. Yes. I said pervy. So Mm. now you know where I'm at, but yeah, I mean, I just, whoo someone being mean, like verbally to you is just like, I don't know. I just can't really wrap my head around it. It's
1: hard too, because I feel like I'm like a really nice person, you know, (laughs) like I like really, really try, like, it's like aligned with who I am of just like spreading kindness and like joy and positivity and like being just like kind. Well,
0: that's why you're an easy target. Yeah, that's true. No, it's like in superhero movies, the villain always wants to attack the most pure of heart so that they can prove that like their philosophy wins, right? Like that's like the whole premise of of good versus evil. It's like evil wants to go for the you know, the most coveted prize, if you will. And I think it's also that so many people probably don't think they have any consequences for being mean to you because you are so nice and you do value other people's comfort and you do value community and harmony is a big one. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, they probably just think this is a great way to get out all my negative behavior without any consequences.
1: Yeah, that's a good, that's probably why I dated only narcissists for a long time before I met Carl.
0: <laughs> I mean, maybe, but the thing about it is you, that doesn't mean that you have to adopt my strategy of like burn the motherfucker down, right? Like that doesn't I, I mean. I love
1: that. I like <laughs> wish that I could channel that more, you know?
0: <laughs> I actually, it's really crazy. I'm pretty bad. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm bad at doing this too, which is why my MO is actually just being super freaking careful about who I let into my life. Like beyond careful. And I've always had a good sense of this. Like I was thinking about it and I was like, I don't think I went through like a traumatic experience in elementary school. I mean, maybe in middle school, to be honest, like, man, whoa, the girls that I went to middle school with, I mean, I lived in Detroit and I don't know if anyone realizes this, this is a thing, but the East, the Northeast area of the United States moves faster than the South, meaning like Eighth grade, people were already going to drinking, crazy, getting drunk, party, sleeping with each other. I, we were 13 and then I moved to Texas and they that hadn't hit yet. It took two and a half years for that to hit. And I was like, whoa! So I was the weirdest thing moving backwards. But I do think maybe middle school causes anyway, that was a little bit of a tangent. Anyway, so my way of combating it is making sure that anyone that is like rude, spiteful, awful, triggers me in a way, hurts my feelings, does anything that I don't like, which by the way, there's a long list. Like you're gone. You don't get invited in. It's that simple. I just keep my circle so neat and tidy. Yeah. So you have to worry about this shit. Yeah. And one that got in and I told them off not too long ago, and it was like the proudest moment of my life because I was just like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I'm so tired of rationalizing this; it doesn't work. I am an anger-centered person. Yeah. Let it rip. Well <laughs> so good. <sighs> maybe we can let. Maybe we can do some anger training, Elise. That'd be cool. Does anyone want to see Elise get angry? This is when I do wish people could respond because I do want to hear the yeah.
1: Uh, I can probably count on my hand like the number of times that I've really like let it rip, you know, like got, gotten angry. I feel like it'd probably be very good for me to just like,
0: I'm telling you there's no greater feeling. I kicked someone, this was pre COVID obviously, but I kicked someone out of my, um, out of our condo, like patio area, we had um, some people over and this guy came over who was a contrarian and started going off about the anti-vax community. And we, I had someone over, one of my best friends, John was over and that, that issue is very personal to him. And so this guy just kept coming for him and coming for him and coming for him. And John was like, I'm going to get in a physical altercation if I don't leave. So he left and I looked at this guy and he goes, why'd he leave? And I go, because you're a fucking asshole and you should leave too. And I went off and this guy has not been back since and is still in like the little friend group. And Andrew was like, I don't fucking care. Like go like, if my wife says no, my wife says no. And by the way, she roasted your ass. So I wouldn't come back here if I were you. And he has not been back. And I'm telling you, it felt so good. And and the crazy thing, let's just circle back really fast he didn't come for me. I mean, you know what I mean? And I do think it's easier. If he had come for me, at least in that moment, I might've been more Elise and just kind of like, oh shit, people are over here. Let's not cross the scene. I'm fine. I'm resilient. I can rationalize this. But he came for John. Yeah. And John is like my heart and soul. And I was like, you fuck John. I will kidnap your firstborn from this. Okay. (laughs) get the fuck out of my house. And it felt, it did feel so magical. So maybe
1: we just start with you defending someone you love. Well, Well, I can do that. No problem. Like I will fucking go to, if someone comes for Carl, like I will cut you. If someone comes for one of my clients, like you mess with the wrong person. Like I have it in me, but I just never do that for myself.
0: Yeah. We all have to work on that. Yeah.
1: We're gonna, okay. we're gonna, we're gonna, de- we're gonna decomp. We're gonna, what's it called? called? When you like after, a will sidebar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do that. And debrief, <laughs> debrief,
0: and sidebar. Debrief. That was okay. Those, yeah. Okay. What's your? I'm story? gonna go through my. Yeah, I'm gonna go through my sparkle. Sorry, we man. Today was just we. We have all the chit chats. Okay. Oh my, my sparkle's weird. I don't care. So I'm in California, and we just got a stay at home order. And right before we got the stay at home order, we had outdoor dining shut down, and just, just like let y'all know, I mean, um, Los Angeles never had indoor dining, so it's not like that was ever an option. We only had outdoor dining and look, I'm not sitting here whining about the fact that I can't go out. I mean, I, we, you know, we had it all year. I barely used the option. I think we went out like twice and it was like, Whoa, you know, and I put a button, I had jeans on like, Whoa. And you know, it was fun, whatever. Andrew and I also had the virus back in March. So, and we still have antibodies. So I'm just, I'm not worried about me getting it or spreading it, but anyway, it's, you know, so what I'm, my sparkle is that I just, my stomach has been in knots because the restaurant industry is just suffering and it's so close to my heart. Cause I, I was a bartender for three years during graduate school and like 100% bartending was harder than graduate school, like no contest. And like I don't know. I just reflect back to that time. And I learned so much. Like, I feel like, uh, honestly, like every valuable career lesson I learned from bartending and not from graduate school, which is like, which is a lie. I learned a lot in graduate school, but that's just how important it is for me. And these freaking people just got the rug pulled out from underneath them. All of them. This is how they make a living. Like, like bartending and serving is not just for people that are in school, right? Like I know that was my experience, but I worked with a lot of people and this was their career because you can make good money and it's hard work. Like it is a career period. And so, you know, we got shut down and there's no stimulus relief. Like there's nothing like these people are just screwed. There's no, no relief from the government. There's no extra unemployment, which I know everyone was getting. And I think that expired in August. So like it's the holidays and these people are just And so I just feel awful about it. I hate it. I think it's just a travesty, but it's also made me feel super grateful because I came up with the concept of blush at that bar where I worked. And so I, you know, out of bartending, I feel like I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I feel like I owe bartending my career. And I feel like I owe that experience where like just so much, because where I'm at right now, like, blush hasn't really been affected by COVID. We've always been online. We've always been able to withstand something like this. And while of course, like I'm sure, you know, a, well, a lot of people are using help. I, I I don't know if we'd be doing better if we weren't in COVID or if we're doing really well right now because of like Like, I, I actually don't know, <laughs> but all I do know is that I'm able to support my family with blush, an idea that I had at a bar and that became what it is today because of my experience working at a bar. So I'm just, I'm like so sad for, and I'm like, I'm thinking about you. If you work in a restaurant and you just had your livelihood taken away, like, I'm just so fucking sorry. And I'll be back to see you soon. And I'll order all the drinks and I won't order a more mojito. So you don't even have to like do the line thing and like put the mint in there. Like I will order a Manhattan, which is so easy to make and it'll be fine. (laughs) I'll even order a glass of wine. You can just pour me a glass of wine, right? Like I got you. I will not make you work hard for me and I will tip you and I won't talk to you that much, but only when you want to be talked to. Like, yeah. like, we will figure this out together. But yeah, I'm just, my sparkle is that, you know, because of my experience at the bar, I am very insulated from all the terrors that have happened this year. So just like a weird reflection moment, um, just trying to process it. I know that like there are so many awful things happening this year. And obviously, you know, indoor dining was a huge source of, of contraction of this virus. So it's not like I'm sitting here bitching about how nothing's fair. I get it. I just wish we showed up for these people a little bit more, yeah. you know? Yeah. I just wish they weren't worried about where their next paycheck was going to come from. That, that's all. I wish that maybe the government could have like, I don't know, thrown them a bone. but anyway not to get political that's just where my head's at
1: i know it's sad and especially around the holidays you know like
0: i know know. Uh, anyway sorry womp womp but (laughs) i just it had to be said service industry i love
1: you i love you we love you we're here for you Mm
0: Okay. Let's get into our letter today. This one, this one also made me sad. Man, this is a sad, i sorry. I feel like, you know what? Your sparkle was negative. My sparkle was fucking negative. Now we're, it is what it is. Guys, just bear with us. We're having an ER pod. This is our ER podcast.
1: (coughs) I love it. I'm going to read our submission. Okay. Dear blush. This year has been a shitty one for me to say the least. I know everyone is struggling and I'm not alone in that, but I just feel like things keep piling up on top of the obvious setbacks. The final straw was last week. My boyfriend just broke up with me out of the blue. Here's some backstory for you two. We've been dating on and off for about three years. He is 10 years older than me so there is a definite age gap, but it never bothered me that much. The first year we were together, he cheated on me. I know, I know, I should have left then, but instead I held on and we managed to get through it. I know I'd be lying to both of you if I said I didn't lose myself in the relationship. Something in me just couldn't imagine letting go. We grew up very differently. He comes from a lot of money and I've been working my ass off just to barely make it by since I was 15 years old. I always felt like I didn't deserve him and that he was better than me, more accomplished than me, and saw me as barely treading water. He would make comments that would make me feel like I was pathetic, but I still wanted to be with him more than anything. I always felt like I wanted to prove to him that I was worthy of his attention, respect, and love. I lost my virginity to him because I thought we would be getting married. I am very religious, so that was a huge step for me. Religion was never really important to him, so he didn't really understand how much that meant to me. He also was adamant about wanting to start a family, but I've always considered myself someone who didn't ever want kids. I had a really difficult upbringing, so the idea of bringing more children into an already broken world just doesn't make sense to me. Towards the end of our relationship, I found myself convincing myself that I wanted to be a mother just to make him happy after all of the sacrifices i made i still ended up alone i feel absolutely broken and shattered i gave him part of myself that i will never get back and i feel so stupid for trusting him as much as i did I'm kicking myself day after day for not leaving in that first year and for agreeing to take the relationship even further. I'm not sure how I'm supposed to ever trust anyone else again. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel okay with myself when all I feel is disgust. And on top of those feelings, I miss him. I miss the person who hurt me the most in the world. There's so much cognitive dissonance, I don't even know where to start to make matters worse. I can't go visit my family because of the virus. So I'm alone trying to sort through this by myself. Please help from lost and lonely. Mm. That one
0: hurt? I know. Okay. There's so many layers to this. Like I don't even know where to start. There's so many layers. I mean, there's the whole her self-concept that like money has so much to do with her value, which whoa. Yeah. And then there's the virginity aspect, which like I get and I don't get because you know, I'm I'm not religious and I I like dabbled with it once and I was like, oh I'm not I remember being like five years old and being like, no <laughs> when I was in Sunday school, like this isn't for me. So, uh, you know, I, I, I can, but I can still relate a little bit to the Virginie thing. And then she, the, like the realization that like she acknowledges he's not good for her, but yeah. she's still upset about him, which, which that is a breakup in a nutshell. So shit, where do we even start? Elise, where do we start?
1: Oh, I don't even know. I think the first, my first point is like, it's not going to do any good to go back and kick yourself because you didn't walk away that Mm -hmm. first time that he cheated on you you know like you gotta let that go you choose i mean you chose to you know move forward with him so don't like it's not Mm -hmm. going to be any good going back and kicking yourself because you didn't see it through then you know
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i agree and honestly the argument for like wasted time usually comes down to a biological clock which i mean it's it is what it is it it's a real thing and so i think a lot of women feel pressure to settle down by a certain age so that they can start a family. But the letter writer doesn't even want kids. So I'm kind of sitting here going like, girl, you've got plenty of time to go find the right match. And it's totally okay. Uh, I mean, I I mean, to be honest, I think that everyone has a lot of time and we've got, you know, no one knows what's going to happen with their fertility anyway. So might as well just like find the right partner, you know, instead of worrying about that. But uh, that's just a side note that I was just kind of sitting on. Like, it seems like she's pretty upset about the wasted time and then it seems like she's honestly this sounds more like she feels shame for the virginity stuff
1: yeah which i mean i grew up catholic so i understand like they really like hone that in you know like that is a huge piece of catholicism and really like saving yourself for marriage and then you know but i i'm gonna i'll be the first to share I grew up Catholic. I did not resonate with Catholicism, and I did not wait till marriage to lose my virginity. Um, but I do know people who have, and I know that, you know, in processing through that process with those people, it's like you're told your whole life that sex is bad, and that you should wait to have sex until you're married, and then you have this one ceremony, and then everything changes, and then you like sex is now a gift that you give to your husband, you know? So it's just, it's a lot of, you know, you're told this one thing and then it's a complete, you know, the pendulum to the total other way. So I think that, I mean, that's a lot to unpack in and of itself. Um, but you know, I go back to like, your worth is not attached to a relationship. Your worth is not attached to your virginity. Your worth is not attached to how much money you bring in. I think that this underlying all of this is like a self-limiting belief of like a matter of being worthy. And I think I can absolutely resonate with that because, you know, I lost myself in a relationship before I met Carl that I totally changed everything. But when we ended up breaking up, I was like, I don't even know who the hell I am. Thank God I had blush because I was a client at the time. And that really like was the stepping stone I needed to get out of that toxic ass relationship. But I had lost so much of myself in that relationship and in that person that I was, I didn't even know which way was up and down by the time I got out of it because I just had a self-limiting belief of not being worthy. So I think that's really like the core of it all is like- No, that's what this is. That's what this is. One hundred percent. That's what this is. I,
0: when I I think I just needed you to tell me that (laughs) because I was like, there are these three things and they all feel connected, but how (laughs) Elise was like, this is how, (laughs) but it's true. I mean, it's almost like she's looking for ways to prove to herself that she's worthy. And then she's falling short. So it's the, okay, I didn't come from money, so I can't change that, but I'm going to bust my ass. And then I'm going to date this rich guy so that hopefully I feel worthy because he's choosing me, right? Not that she's going after him for his money, but she's going, she's, it's important to her that he chose her because that signifies that she has worth. And then I'm a virgin, I'm pure, I'm whatever, I don't know, whatever shit that they tell you about virginity. And then, you know, she gave it to him to probably, you know, I would imagine to show that, you know, this is how much he means to her and this is so important and special.
1: Yeah.
0: Ooh, yeah. He- this is a lot
1: you know what else is i can remember in grad school we were learning about relationships and like perpetual problems in relationships and how those really stem from a difference in belief systems and i think that there's a lot of differences in beliefs in just what i'm reading like one Fidelity is a huge one. If you're someone who doesn't value loyalty and, you know, monogamy, and then the other person does, that's a huge difference in belief systems. Religion is a huge belief system. If you guys are on two opposite sides of the spectrum, that's going to be an issue that you guys are going to deal with for the rest of your lives together. Having children or not to have children. That's another huge belief system that is different, like different.
0: Yep. Yeah. That's so true. Damn. And and that's not to say that you can't m- mismatch, you know, values in a marriage. I mean, I, cause I'm reading this, but it's just one after the other, after the other that are like serious yeah. differences in your relationship. And then not only that, so, okay. So you've got these differences that Elise just pointed out that are like fundamental and and it doesn't seem like you guys made any effort to get on the same page about them. And then the second thing is, it's almost like she's using the differences to prove that she's not worthy, right? So he cheated on her. I'm not worthy. I am no longer a virgin. I'm not worthy. I'm not rich. I'm not worthy. It's like she's using all of these as a weapon to put herself down every step of the way. And I think that's the difference here because there are plenty of people who are together who have different beliefs, who are either not religious and are religious or two different religions or whatever. Um, I mean, the kids thing, ugh, that's dicey. I, I, don't, I don't really know if one can actually overcome that. You really both need to be on the same page for that one. Um, but you know, other things, coming from money and not coming from money. I mean, as long as there's no power dynamic here, as long as there's no one saying this is right and this is wrong, and instead of just saying this is different, mm-hmm. I think that's that is the big deal breaker here that you guys accepted them as, as power differentiations, which is just like, Whoa, like so dangerous. So toxic. She never stood a chance.
1: Yeah. No, no, she did not. And I'm glad that you brought up that power dynamic because I think it's cool that you made the association between the idea of worthiness and then having these differences in belief systems be like evidence Mm -hmm. to that, to like reinforce that core belief, you know, like that was, that was a, I mean, just downhill bomb waiting to explode, you know?
0: For sure. For sure. I mean, this relationship was never actually going to happen. And so, and I mean, the fact that it lasted three years is like pretty insane to me. Um, like, and also like, man, that is three years of pushing a, bowler up a hill because you are trying to prove to yourself that you're worthy enough for him good enough for him he continues to show you ways in which you're not which the whole that's the other thing she brings up religion in the context of virginity and then he and then saying he never really got it and it wasn't important to him which to me and and maybe look i i got a B in philosophy in college so this um what's it called Premise proofs for, for shit. This is why I gotta be. I don't even remember what they're called. But you know what I mean? Like we're talking about like theories and stuff, and how like if one if A equals B, then this equals C. Shit, I don't know. But basically, she's saying virginity is tied to religion, and then he didn't get the religion. So I'm assuming that he also didn't really get how important virginity was either, Absolutely. which yeah, means yeah. that he downplayed this huge thing to her. And whether or not you believe in virginity as like a principled concept, like obviously virginity is a thing, but whether or not you put importance to it or not, it's kind of insane that like it was important to her and he just disregarded it, which makes me feel that that's totally why she's feeling the shame. Mm -hmm. right i could i can imagine she was told to believe to trivialize that it's not that big of a deal and then after the fact she's like oh shit right that was a big deal to me and i betrayed my values yeah 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 it really that's what this all is she betrayed her values for him and then it didn't end up working out so now she's left with feeling all the shame for abandoning herself
1: yeah. And you, you said something that triggered this <laughs> memory for me because I it's actually really, getting warm. Yeah. I, <laughs> I really, my face is red. I relate to this a lot because I see a lot of parallels with my relationship before Carl. And I can remember I went to a psychic and she was basically like you trying to like resuscitate this relationship is like you trying to get through a brick wall. And the only thing you can use as a tool is your head. And when she painted that picture, I was like, holy shit, like you're the boulder up the hill. Like Mm -hmm. there was no way that I was ever going to get there with him or ever resuscitate the relationship or ever make it be a healthy one because it just was, there's so much odds against us. Mm -hmm. And I think for me in that relationship, which I'm kind of seeing as a parallel with her is like almost like these bids of like, okay, well, like I'm going to say, I want kids now as a bid to show you my commitment. I'm going to bid and like give you my virginity to show you how important And every single one of those, it was like, oh, you know, Mm -hmm. no big deal. And like, they're just so, there's a lot of layers Yeah, because with each bid that she
0: is giving, she's also giving, like, she's betraying herself. Yeah. And that's really what this is, regardless if you agree with her values or not. I think we can all agree those are her values and by compromising them, that's where the shame is coming from right now. So she's dealing with internal shame of that, but then she's also dealing with the fact that after three years of being with someone, regardless if they were a shithead, it still sucks. Breakups suck no matter who the breakup... Breakups suck even if you're the one breaking up. I mean, breakups just suck across the board. So she's dealing... With grieving the relationship, and then she's kind of grieving herself for who she thought she was.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I mean, you're like, your breakup guide, Callie, was what got me out of that relationship. So Woo! I have to just pay you a tribute because that shit was good. I mean, breakups literally, they feel like you're cutting off your right arm and you're bleeding out to death. And yeah. so you know, it helps especially for me to like have a plan and I had a coach to talk to and I had someone that was able to validate what I'm feeling and paint this picture, right? Like when we first read this, it was like so overwhelming because there's like so many layers. Like imagine what she's feeling trying to process through her own shit, you know? Like sometimes you need just a space to be able to like word vomit and all of us like pick the pieces and put the puzzle together, you know? Right,
0: right. Well, just how is, you know, I tell most of my clients, like, girl, I'm a mirror. I mean, you think that I'm some fortune teller, right? But no, you're just looking into the mirror and expecting me to tell you what to do. And instead, I'm just showing you a picture of yourself <laughs> yeah. and, you know, kind of putting it back on you and being like, okay, this is what I'm hearing. This is what I'm seeing. This is what you're telling me. I'm not I'm not coming up with any of this, right? Like, yeah. this is all coming from you. And I'm just saying it back to you in a way that you might be able to process it better. And so, I mean, I really do think she could benefit for sure from talking this out with someone, no question. I mean, we're, we're, you know, that kind of goes without saying with, with most of these, you know, entries. Um, But with this, this is just like, this is cutting to the core of who she is, which is why this letter does have a lot more significance because of the betrayal, not from him. I mean, yes, he betrayed her, but the betrayal to herself. And some of these values can't really be put back together again, right? Like, sure, you can say, okay, I'm going to save myself from marriage starting now, which is fine if that's what you want to do. But I do think there's going to be this itch that it can never be what you wanted it to be. And my, my answer to that is, well okay so so we we adjust right um do you want you know sex to be something where you only give it to people that had a big impact on your life because if that's the case this one checks out yeah right he might he might have not deserved it and he might be a horrible human being and he might send chills down your spine in 2 years when you're like how the hell did i ever date him but regardless we're going to be grateful for him at some point because he did teach you these lessons to not compromise yourself ever again. And so I don't think it's the worst thing in the world that you did give some pieces of you to him to commemorate how important this relationship was to you in the scope of your life. Okay, you're not there yet. I get, I, I feel that. Okay, I know you're not there yet. <laughs> and I just, I just zoomed out big time and and that's okay, let's zoom back in. But, you know, part, go, go ahead, go ahead, Elise. Just
1: that idea of like you you will get to a place where you can rewrite the script and recreate a narrative. And, you know, you don't have to carry that shame or guilt or whatever you're experiencing right now through life. And also, you know, I think with shame, you feel like you have to process it all alone. And even in the last sentence, she's like, I'm alone having to sort through all this by myself. Like, you don't have to be like, we're here to tell you that like, we want to be here for you. You know, like talk to your friends, talk, whoever you feel safe with come Mm -hmm. to blush. Like we, this is what we do. You know, like no one, it hurts. It like makes me really sad to think that there's so many people out there who are suffering alone and they don't have to be like, Mm -hmm. it really like brings tears to my eyes because that just, it's so sad to me
0: especially, and I don't mean to like put salt in the wound, but like, especially with the task that you have in front of you, right? Like you're going to be mending a broken heart. You're going to be putting a magnifying, magnifying glass to some of these values that maybe didn't serve you. I mean, we don't talk about this very often, That sometimes values need to be changed because they were too strict or too rigid or too, you know, lofty, even like having a value of perfection. Like, is that good for you? Like, I I don't know, girl. Right. And virginity to me kind of screams perfection, right? Like being pure, being unscathed, being, you know, whatever, pure, perfect. So, that's a value that you're going to have to revisit and and i know that it's tied to religion but you know there are plenty of people out there who are pretty religious who 100 did not wait for marriage and elise is one of them (laughs) and you know she wasn't struck down by a lightning bolt so we've you know there's room to
1: figure this out yeah with really i mean i literally went to a catholic school growing up like my mom is very Catholic. Like my whole, I grew up in that world.
0: Well, and then you went to public school in Texas, which by the way, might as well. I like, I did not know the Lord's prayer until I went to public school in Texas. Can we just like process that for a second?
1: Yeah. Yeah, For real. real. But I think, you know, it wasn't really until I like, honestly, I keep coming back to like being a client at blush, but like, I really was able to like, find the power and freedom and like finding myself again. And I say that to like give lost and lonely hope because like there, it's never too late to like pick yourself up and be like, I'm starting from ground zero to ground zero. And I'm going to let that inspire me and empower me and not scare the shit out of me. And like being able to, figure out what works for me. Like, yes, I believe in God. Yes. I identify as a Christian, but I'm also like very into woo woo shit. And I talk to psychics and I do tarot card readings and I'm big into astrology. And like, I believe in mother nature and the universe and you know, all, so I get to create what that means for me. And if anybody's going to judge that, then like shame on you, you know? Yeah,
0: and you're gonna to get to find out who you are without the context of someone else, which is yeah. probably the scariest part here. I mean, honestly, because you were really were looking at him as the foundation of what's good and what is desirable. And you were saying, okay, well, he has money and he's not a virgin and he, this, 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 right? Like looking to him to signify what you should be. And yeah. when that's taken away from you, it can feel absolutely terrifying but this is the time where these new values and these this what makes you authentically you comes into place because you don't have a rubric anymore. Yeah. The formula is gone. The context is gone. It's just you, boo boo, and you're gonna have to figure this out on your own without comparing yourself to anyone else. And the, your instinct is going to find another anchor. Your instinct is gonna be, well, I'll be like her, or I'll fall in love with him, or I'll be like my mom, or I'll be. Nope, because it's gonna the same thing's gonna happen. You're gonna. End up feeling disappointed again and you're going to end up feeling betrayed that you try to be someone you're not. So my biggest piece of advice is like embrace being alone. Oh, I know, scary. And embrace the space to figure out what makes you tick. Because like, you know, Elise just went through all the things that she believes in and loves. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I don't believe in that. Nope. That doesn't work for me either. Nope. Not going to go to a psychic. Yeah. Astrology is just a date on a calendar. <laughs> I am the most boring human being when it comes to what I believe in. Like I believe in very little, so. <laughs> but, you know I mean? but, I, but it works for me. I've just, I'm just not someone that normally, gra- and, and by the way, do I shame anyone else for that? It's like, no, Emily tells me every day what's going on with the planets. And I'm like, maybe there is a slight chance. Like, I don't know. I might as well just have fun with it. But like, am I, you know, do I, no, I don't, I don't believe in anything. So <laughs> like, it's kind of crazy, but, I had the space to figure that out. And if you don't think I tried to become a Christian many times in my life because everyone around me was Christian, I would be so full of shit. (laughs) You know what I mean? Hell, I was a Republican for a little bit because I thought that's what I was supposed to be. And good Lord, if you've come within a five-mile radius of me, you know, that's not the case anymore. So it's just... we. This is just a really shit growing pain. I hate to put it like that. And I don't want you to think that I'm minimizing what you're going through right now because it is hell on earth. And both Elise and I have been in that position where we've been crying hysterically in our bed, drooling everywhere, waking up at 5 a.m. with absolute sheer panic, hoping that it was all a dream. We've been there. Yeah. But we're also so far away from it now that we can tell you this is going to be one of the most pivotal, beautiful moments of your life because you're just going to get so much out of it. You're going to get years worth of growth out
1: of the next six months. I can't speak to that enough, honestly. Like I, that growing period that I went through really figuring out, I had never even thought to like, think about who I was. Like, I can remember being in grad school and we were all talking about like our beliefs and someone asked me point blank, like, so can you expand more on like why you believe that? And I was like, well, my parents believe that. Mm." And they were like, well, you know that you're late twenties and you have the freedom to (laughs) figure that out on your own. And it was honestly like a light bulb. Like I just was like, wow, really? Like someone, I needed someone to give me permission to just do whatever the fuck I wanted to do and figure it out for myself. Well, and to not be an
0: extension of someone else. Yes. And I
1: think it's so comfortable
0: to be an extension of someone else. And don't get me wrong. We all take this on. I mean, Andrew's got some strong beliefs about things that frankly I could give two shits about and I've adopted those, right? Like it just kind of, it happens. There are, there are some things where you are going to be pretty flexible about and someone's going to enter your life that is safe and gives you permission to think what you want. And then you're going to be like, wait, I kind of like what you're doing. That's Okay. But what's important is to figure out your non-negotiables things that you, and by the way, Andrew is religious, very religious. I mean, very religious, maybe not very religious, but he is still religious, right? He, he is a Christian and, and I am 1000% not, and that will never change. And we've talked about how we're going to raise our kids. And we've talked about how this is going to work out. And guess what? I think it sounds pretty cool. (laughs) I think it sounds really interesting to be able to have this, like, safe place for if we pop out a little Andrew, if we pop out a little apparently rebel Callie who apparently doesn't believe in shit. So <laughs> like, you know, you have a home both places. But, but my point is, is like learning how to not be an extension of someone else is one of the most powerful challenges Yeah, that, you, that, that is given to us. And some people rise to the occasion and some people don't. And so we are challenging you to rise to the occasion you were you were trying to be an extension of him and that didn't work out and so i don't want you to find another person to latch on to i want you to figure this out for yourself what do you believe in
1: yep can I say this was like my favorite combo? Because I like really like feel so strongly about all of these things because yeah. I have been there and I get it. And like lost and lonely, there is so much light at the, under, at the other side of this. Like you are going to find yourself, you're going to find your voice, you're going to figure out what you believe in and what your values are, and you're going to be like shining on earth. And then you're the person who is meant to be your, I remember when I met Carl, I was like, this was worth the wait. This was worth all of that pain and that growth because I have someone in my life who just gets me and respects me and understands me and just gives me the space and freedom to be myself. And it's just Mm -hmm. amazing.
0: Yeah. He empowers you.
1: Yep. And that, that's what was missing here. There
0: was no empowerment. There was none. There was just betrayal and compromise. And that's not a relationship. You've got to have empowerment in there. So we are empowering you to do this. Not tomorrow. Tomorrow is going to be eating ice cream and laying in bed and that's fine. But there, there will become a time where you are sick of yourself. That is like the key to knowing when you're ready to move on is when you're tired of yourself, you're over it. You can predict that you're going to cry every day. And you're just like, man, I'm kind of tired of crying every day. So once you're sick of yourself, that's when the work begins. Okay. So just, you know, until then have fun watching, you know, the office rewinds or whatever it is. Um, maybe West Wing. Can I interest you in a little West Wing? No, just me. Okay. So just, you know, take the time, but when that day comes where you're like, man, I am really annoying girl, just take the bull by the horns, please. And let's do this. Let's do this. Let's fucking go fucking go. go. All right. This was illuminating and so fun. And I hope, and like, you know, it started out a little gloomy, but I think, I think we recovered. Wow. So oh, thank you to everyone for sticking around and yeah, we had so much fun. So again, if you're interested in joining to work with an actual life coach, we are here for you. We are ready to get to work use promo code BLUSHU for 25% off your first month. And then if you just want your problems to be aired on a podcast, which, you know, not for everyone, (laughs) But but we love you guys who are writing in. We really appreciate it. Remember be like detailed, like lost and lonely did not hold back. Like look at all of these gems that she gave us to work with. Like we just had so much context and we could really dive into this. And so some of the entries we're getting, it's like, there's just not enough for us to really understand the heart of the problem. There's not enough for us to go to go off on, you know? And because this isn't a real live conversation with you, we need as much as possible. So don't hold back. Write us at you at joinblush.com. We read every entry and like, frankly, we're just not going to respond to some where we don't feel like we can give our best work. Like we want this to be helpful. We want you to learn something, but we want our audience to learn something. We want this to be a productive podcast. So if you don't give us details, it ain't gonna happen
1: yes yeah. I love it right into us we
0: love hearing from you okay good well everyone blush you blush blush, blush your life blush your pets blush <laughs> blush, blush you we, we love you and we will we will see you next time
1: okay bye
0: bye!